creating this new temporal event sequence resulting in this alternate reality. English, Doc. Here, here, here. Let me, let me illustrate. How's it going down there, witch? It's all right, buddy. It's all right. You know, it, it's week, I don't know, two, three. Fuck, I don't know. Um, hang on. Because I've been, I was working from home like a week before everyone had to. Mm-hmm. So I think this is like week three. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Fuck it. No, it's all good. You know, fucking the sky hasn't fallen. We're on, I think they're pushing towards now stage three um, restrictions and all that sort of shit. But yeah, we're, you know, so whole scheme of things that I reckon we're too badly off. It's a good outlook. It's a very Ah. Australian outlook. (laughs) I understand you're a hearty people. Well, I don't know whether we just we just don't take shit too seriously. That's all it is, right? He's just going, ah, oh, well, fuck it, like fuck. <laughs> exactly. It's just like, ah, oh, fuck. All right. Yeah. How, how bad is it? Yeah. Okay. Just what fucking... next? Yeah. Exactly. We just get on with it, mate. Yeah. Just oh, just hold on. I'm, I'm stamping out some of those cinders from the fire. What is it now? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. The yeah. air kills well, what you. The... What? Yeah. The... The air kills you, and there's floods. Oh fuck! All right, hang on. I'll shut the front door. You know, fuck. <laughs> I don't know. It's just, yeah. I mean, it's shit. But everyone's in the same boat, and you know, it, it, there's so many more people that are just like fucking really bad. You know, it's not like we're in Italy or Spain uh, or New York. Um, you know, shit's not that bad, really. It's. Um... I think they're they're expecting things in Ohio to get up to eight to ten thousand new cases. Uh, wow. I don't even know if it's a day or a week, but uh, it's it's supposed to peak terribleness sometime in May, according to the yeah. Department of Health doctor lady that comes out with the governor every day and tells people to borrow from the banks and uh, hold on. <laughs> We're waiting on that federal government. Yeah, it's uh, coming. We promise it's coming. Just hold on, all you gig workers, because one of the things here is uh, for state unemployment coverage, people like uh, drivers and bartenders and stuff like that weren't necessarily covered, or anybody that was oh. a self-employed contract worker like that. Mm. I think it's a boring tax thing but there's some sort of specific thing that they were just fucked if nothing happened federally because the state was doesn't consider them covered 
Yeah, that, don't consider them real people, apparently. D- despite the fact that they keep most economies afloat. Right, yeah, the, the essential workers were deemed not worthy of a living way a living in poverty wage a couple oh, weeks man. ago yeah. it, it's just it's fucking crazy you know I, I mean most of the people that i know you know work in uh, allegedly you know um required industries but there's a few that don't and you know they don't know what to do with themselves some of them, you know, uh, you know, had leave. Some of them don't. And, you know, they're just basically sitting in their houses just going, I've got to turn everything off. Um, I've got to eat what's in the cupboard and just fucking hope something comes down the line. You know, the, the, the banks have put a hold on their mortgage for like six months, which is good. But, you know, they, they can't do anything. They can't afford to fucking, yeah, like I said, some of them can't even afford to bloody, you know, turn on air conditioning or heating or anything else like that. It's just like, no, it's like read a book uh, while the sun's out and when it goes dead, go to bed. We live by the sun until further yeah. notice. It's back to the dark ages. But, I mean, look, there's, fortunately, there's not too many um, like that. And I, I must admit, um, people have actually started, like, trying to do the right thing by other people, which I thought was really good, you know, fucking helping out where they can. And, you know, I was talking to one of the girls that I, I work with and, you know, she'd basically been, because she's allowed to, um, cause she's still working. Obviously she's got an income and, you know, she's allowed to do a certain amount of travel, um, to and from, you know, she was buying like groceries for like her neighbors on three sides oh. just to help them out. Cause they're all elderly and that sort of shit. But fucking, it really gets me that it takes a fucking epidemic <laughs> or a pandemic for for people to start giving a shit about each other, and, and how quickly it often goes back to yeah. I think the last thing that I can think of that happened here that isn't even really comparable, but I think more uh, because I think this is more of a you know, if Earth is invaded by aliens sort of thing versus, well, these people and these people have been fighting forever and so 9-11 happened. That that was more of a, some people were like, yes, I can be hostile towards the people I already didn't like or something like that. Yeah, and, so I've got an excuse to be a racist asshole. Yeah, uh, and this is more, I don't know, I think this is showing class struggle a little bit more. Uh, yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, because there there are there are people that have enough fucking money that this won't touch them. It will not fucking touch them, and they will grind everyone else underneath them into the fucking ground to make sure it doesn't touch them. And that is shit. Yeah. That really is fucked. You know. <clears throat> the by the same token, yeah, oh, it's fucking. I was just gonna say, by the same token, it's a bit of a wake up call for some people too, mm-hmm. because there's a whole bunch of people that were like. No, you know, I'm, you know, this is this is my job and this is who I am and I'm fucking, you know, I'm upper middle class or whatever. And all of a sudden they haven't got a fucking job and they haven't got a fucking income and, you know what, the cracks are starting to show and they're being told, you know what, if you really want money, you can go work in the supermarket and stack shelves. You know what, here's a fucking reality check for you. You know, you know better than the 14-year-old kid that's potentially feeding his family. So shut up and do it. It's a time for introspection and distraction all at the same time. 
Uh, I don't know if you. Well, been. I love a good distraction. Yeah. Love a good distraction. How's how's your? You've been listening to a lot of music, watching a lot of movies, doing comic books. What's been your your distraction from the day to day survival through this? What the fuck? So it's been really weird because I'm like because I'm working. Um, it's and you know I'm having to fucking. I'm actually I'm actually busier at the moment than I have been for about six months um, because I'm having to convert all the things that I do into an online environment. It's been a shitload of podcasts. Shit. Like oh, I've listened to more completely just random podcasts that I never would have listened to before. Um, and you know, exercise like dude, I I've got a body that just says Doughboy. Um, but it's like, you know what I've got to do, I've got to move, I've got to do that. So I've been getting some exercise in and uh, wherever possible, just like it, watching movies and like TV, like a heap of TV. Like we, Sharon and I watch a reasonable amount of TV, but not a lot, not a lot of commercial TV. So there's a whole like bunch of series that we've just gone, you know what? We've been saying we want to watch it. It's like four or five seasons in, we're just going to shotgun that whole thing uh, and do that. So. <laughs> On my lunch break, my lunch break, uh, where I step away from my desk and go downstairs to the kitchen, um, it, I've actually been, you know, while, my, while I ate my lunch, I've been sitting reading comic books too. So it's, it's uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of weird. Um, it, it's it's not a huge amount of difference. I mean, the biggest difference is, is when I play music while I work, which happens sort of a couple of days a week, I can play it loud, which is great. <laughs> I'm not dancing around with my headphones on. People going, what's wrong with him? This is like, no, nah, play it fucking loud, man. Because when I listen, everyone listens. It's like when you're driving the car. That's right. Driver picks the music, shotgun shuts his cake hole. Now, you have been amusing a small human. How's that going? It's been, it's, it's been interesting. You know, the first few days, it was really constructive. I, th- I think I saw uh, day one Mary Poppins day three miss hannigan from annie with the bottle of bathtub gin (laughs) in her hand it's been a little bit of both you know we're we're it depends sort of depends on the weather we can go out in the driveway and uh play a little hockey or little bike ride in the neighborhood little walk you know we've got a dog so we gotta take the dog for a walk those are weird because you know everybody's well not everybody but a lot of people don't like to be the one that moves off to the side yeah the the one that doesn't want to doesn't doesn't want to be the one that heads towards the gutter. He's been playing way more video games than he's ever been allowed to play before, and <laughs> he's pretty good friends with the kids that live next door. They have a, a six foot, which is what almost two meters. You're metric mm. in Australia, right? Everybody but America oh, is basically yeah. Metric. Everybody but you is <laughs> okay. metric. Yeah. So I think that's one point eight meters. Uh, that, that is 100% correct. It is 1.8 meters. It, 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 it's me tall. <laughs> Apart in the little sidewalk. So it's kind of hard to get the little humans to remember those rules and uh, stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, he's he, he's conf- he did a video conference call with his preschool class. I saw that picture on Facebook. I thought, that's really good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so there's that every couple of days. I was like, "Hey man, how you feeling? You scared about anything? This and that and the other." And try to try to just kind of talk to him the way we always have. It's just now more mm. intense. Yeah, it's more focused. It's yeah. more focused about that. 
one subject. Uh, you know, he's yeah. annoyed that his hockey classes are on pause. He's annoyed that his swimming classes are on pause, and he's got a decent amount of friends at school. He's like, mm. school tomorrow? He's like, no, man. But he would be on spring break now anyway. Yeah. I, 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 don't, I don't think he's going to go back this year, but regardless mm. of what some people might say, this shit ain't going to be all cleared up in two weeks. Uh, no, it ain't going to be fucking gone in two weeks. That That is 100% fact. We actually got um, got an email from the, the school where my kids go. Um, they they finished, well, it's Easter break for us. Um, they, they basically finished last week and then like they would have been on, on holidays this week and next week. Um, we got an email saying that technically they, they won't go back until I think like the 9th and then it'll be online classes only and that's it. That sounds like what what's going on here, but since he's preschool, kind of hard to do preschool online. Yeah, so we've got a bunch of art yeah. supplies, and we've got musical instruments in the house. You got it all sorted, man. You got it fucking just locked in. Too many people are going out when they shouldn't be. Try not to mm. be that one. Yeah, well, that that's it. Yeah, you don't want to be that one extra. And like I said, when they were saying to us that it's going to be stage three, apparently that's um scheduled so you get like a window where you can go shopping oh and then and to try and try and minimize it and all that sort of shit i don't know how that works um we're we're currently looking at like um just doing our our grocery shopping online and all that sort of stuff anyway so i mean we we do we do most of it anyway yeah just fucking get them done they drop it at the front door you know, and, and you, you pick it up and, but again, you don't want to be that person <laughs> that, 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 that's out there, you know, doing it cause, and, and you shouldn't be. Um, it, it is, it's strange days indeed, mate. Strange days indeed. I try not to look at it as obeying my government. I try to look at it as listening to the scientists. Yeah. I'm, listen I'm to the scientists. More scientists. Be a good human. <laughs> yeah. Just be a good human. I don't, it, it's everything I read about this. It could be really like just condensed down to be a good human. Don't fuck this up. Right. Just listen to the smart people and don't fuck this up. You've actually got an opportunity. Like for some people, you know, if they're, if they're financially okay, they've got an opportunity to weather this out. Just watching TV. Save the world by sitting on your ass if you can. As far as I'm concerned, that's America's ass. Yes! Not really? all heroes I mean... wear pants. <laughs> hey. um, and it's just like, fuck, man, this is the only chance some people will ever get to like do nothing and save the world. So fucking do it! Listen to oh. scientists. Although, yeah. the scientists in 12 Monkeys, perhaps. Oh, are yeah. occasionally questionable. Well, they've, they've got ulterior motives. <laughs> Definitely ulterior motives, the, the scientists in 12 Monkeys. Um, and the health professionals in 12 Monkeys, not great. No, there's there's the abusive orderly. I mean, this is a, such a fucking Terry Gilliam movie. Oh, that's, that's, I was watching it last night with, with Sharon and I said that, I said, you know, straight away it's a Terry Gilliam movie because it's dirty. Everything is fucking just, just dirty and, and, and mean. <laughs> yes. And, and like rusty and, and like you, you, you feel like you don't want to touch anything because it's just horrible. 
and that that is like I reckon that's the hallmark of all his work. Everything is just fucking dirty. And people with power are usually assholes. And you have to, yes. it's at a weird angle. There's usually a yes. weird angle. Yes. Yeah, the, the people in power are just completely just uh, off the rails. Just not, not psychotic, because that, that implies that, you know, they're not in control. It's it's just, yeah, completely out for themselves and said, yeah, they the people in, in power are fucked. And you know what? Any mental institution that has George Gershwin in charge is fucked. <laughs> All right. You cannot put the Riddler in charge of a mental institution. It just doesn't work. Oh, Plague of Madness everywhere. <laughs> Uh, mate, I am not going to lie. This is my favorite Brad Pitt movie of all time. It's up there. Oh, my God. He is so fucking good in this. I, oh, I think yeah. This is one of those things where they always talk about it. You know, you're too good looking to be a character actor. And he's like, well, I'm going to be mm. a fucking character actor anyway. <laughs> We're gonna, you know, the, the, the jittery hand movements, the fucking madness, the eye. Oh, the fucking eye that's got the obviously oh. got a contact lens in it. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, what? <laughs> Didn't he quit smoking so he'd be extra jittery? Uh, I think it was something like that. Like he said, he, he really went into it, and it's just like, oh man, he's, he look. I'm not gonna lie. If I'm gonna if I'm gonna lose my shit, that's how I want to go. Yeah. I want to be that level of just completely mentally divergent. Just <laughs> Jeffrey Goins, 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 yeah, Goins, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Goins. Whose dad is Christopher yeah. Plummer, Doctor with a Southern accent, Bruce Willis. I mean, this this uh, is a top. This is probably one of his better roles too. I'm not a giant yes. Bruce Willis fan, but uh, look, I, I don't mind a bit of Bruce Willis. Um, but you know, the whole just you very rarely see Bruce Willis drooling, and <laughs> he does drooling quite well in this movie. <laughs> oh, they turned Jeff really good, huh? and yeah. <laughs> Gotta know your doses. Gotta know. Gotta know. Gotta know your doses. Man, this fucking movie. I, I don't really. Monkey. And when he's got that fucking shitty mustache when he's back at his dad's mansion. Oh. The, the, yeah. The ponytail, which the what his, his interview with a vampire ponytail. And the big round glasses, just, just <laughs> oh everything. <laughs> oh, and this is just oh. This is what the second. Well, not only the second. How many Bruce Willis movies take place in Philadelphia? Because uh, Sixth, oh, Sixth Sense takes place in a, Philadelphia. Yes. Well, there's, it, 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 and there was a. Did you hear the Sixth Sense callback in this movie? No. No. So there, there's a scene, um, and I think it's when, I think it's when they're in the department store, and, and like he has a flashback to when he was in the department store in the future, and the pigeons fly up. And and she says to him, Are "You okay?" And he says, "I just see dead people <laughs> everywhere." <laughs> it's just like, ah, go back. Nice. And this came out before Sixth Sense, right? Yes, yes, it did. But since he's a time That's traveler, it, this plays so well with time. Oh, this is well. Look, you know me. I I love a time travel either thing. And this is like one of my favorite time travel movies ever because it is just, it doesn't focus on, you know, like the, the facts and, you know, like 
this is the date these things happen and you should know that. It's the whole just completely man out of time, bizarreness, um, no rhyme or reason to how it works. You know, they don't go into the technology, they don't go into the theory, it just fucking works and he can be here and then gone and then back somewhere else. And, and you know, like when he's in, in, yeah, in the trenches in World War One, completely random. You know, it's so good. They do enough where they say, okay, so you're going to save us. It's like, well, no, I can't save you. This already happened. Yeah, that's right. You and can, that's, you, that's you enough. Can only... Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Can't stop what happened. All we can do is try and work out how it happened and then try and deal with it on the other end. Because at the other end, no one knows how it happened. Just trying to pick up that little fact. And that's that's why the ending to the movie is so good. Right? They don't solve the problem. You just go, uh-huh. Then, you know, all of a sudden, it's down the next step in the chain. Circle. Yeah, circle. Love a circle. <laughs> but, yeah, this... this even, like, even the stuff with, like, the bear and the lion. Like, when the bear roars, I, I swear to God, Bruce Willis actually soiled himself. It's <laughs> just like... <laughs> and they parallel that with later on, earlier on when he go, goes past the department store window and there's the giant stuffed bear. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and well, and even, yeah, even when he's looking up and he, you know, he's outside the building where he saw the lion, you know, just strolling, uh, you know, along the top of the thing. And this is like, oh, and he's freaking out because he remembers. And the decontamination showers with the deck brush. Oh, <laughs> That that oh there you go that has to hurt that just just powder and brush and and hose and just like oh that that's gonna get sketchy in places that you don't want it to get you yeah really There's hot no, water yeah and, and you know all that's all those future sequences are just Terry Gilliam all over you know you you could pick up those and drop them in Brazil <laughs> and it would be hundred percent the same or a Monty Python sketch yes. Yeah, it's just oh man. Time Bandits. It could be at Evil's Lair in Time Bandits. Mm-hmm. It, it could fit in anywhere, and you know, it's his vision of the future is fucking scary. <laughs> it really, is. it's just like oh man, it's so so bizarre, and you know, everyone's. Like again, it's that that class warfare. It's quite clear that you know the elites are very much on top, and then everyone else is just meat for the grinder. Yeah, it's like it said you volunteered. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I didn't volunteer. It doesn't matter. Just, you know, they're li- literally living in cages. So good, so good. Eating spiders like Renfield and oh. <laughs> That spider. It's every time I see that, I go, I know he didn't do it. I know he didn't do it. But there's part of me going, I could feel legs in my mouth. You are not a fan of spiders, correct? No, look, spiders don't bother me, right? There's legitimately spiders don't bother me. I'm not phobic, but, um, you know, I live obviously in a country where we have spiders as big as your hand that will fucking kill you. Um, That's true. But the, the thought of, Anything alive in my mouth is not good. Like spiders, you know, anything that's small enough to fit inside my mouth. And apparently while we sleep, all of us have spiders crawling in our mouth. Um, Think about that, you phobics. (laughs) I got bit on the inside lip by a spider that was in a snorkel. 
I, I put on before. Wow. That sucked. That, that is weirdly specific. Was like eight. <laughs> See, won't go away because that, yep. that is one of those just completely out of the box things that, you know what, you couldn't have made that happen if you wanted to. <laughs> so we have like the big ones, like the Huntsman, which is like the big hairy ones, as big as your hand. They're completely harmless. Like they can't they can't actually hurt you and they they kill like pretty much anything any any other bug in the area they will kill it and eat it so we tend to just let them go you just go no off you go big fella just yeah. on your way and they'll just yeah can cheerfully munch through anything that's tend, there tend to my vegetables outside <laughs> yeah that's right just just take them all outside you'll be fine buddy just, just gonna keep it ants yeah and I know this is a weird tangent, but uh, your show is—it's all about the tangent. You know, where you see that opening, those opening sequences where he's outside and you know the animals are running wild, and pulling it back to the stuff that's happening right now. You know, dolphins have returned, to, and you know they're seeing like bird species, you know, returning to areas and all that stuff because we're not out there fucking it up, and it's—it's it's amazing. Pollution going <laughs> down. Yeah. This is the you know, pollution's going down because there's less human intrusion into certain areas. There are animals coming back. And it's just like, that is like, I know it's a side effect and it's temporary at best, but it's so good to see. You know, Mother Nature is almost balancing itself out. I had heard that there people were starting to see dolphins in more places and stuff like that, and water clearing up. And mm. I, I wonder well, how the, many cruise ships are out to sea right now speaking of water oh well i know that i think there are currently eight or nine like attempting access to australian ports and being denied okay and there's a few attempting here yeah uh, you, you know and i uh, i was watching watching the news which is a rare occurrence uh because it's just like it's just panic mongering bullshit most of it um panic but you know they at 11 yeah that's right we're all going to die, but buy stuff. Um, they were talking about, you know, the cruise ship environment and, you know, like how it's the ultimate Petri dish. <laughs> They're going, yeah, really, this industry is done for. <laughs> no, not that I'm against it. And please, you know, don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I want people to lose their jobs. But if anything else, this industry in itself is going to suffer the most. I would imagine so. I, I don't think anybody that's on a, one of those ships right now will ever go on another one. Oh, hell no. Hell no. It's just like, yeah. As a, as a you know, a, a viral ecology, apparently it is just, you, you want to breed a super virus? That's where you do it. Just <laughs> dump it on a group ship. And, and, you know, and they weren't clear on if it was... Uh... A level that could actually spread to another person but they were saying that they were finding traces at least in one of those cruise ships two weeks three weeks later yeah yeah because it's it's completely you know it's completely enclosed it's it's virtually in a bubble and there are so many yeah so many areas that you know once you get into the like the bowels of the ship that once it's there you know, short of like a, a a bleach sandblast, it won't get rid of it because it, it's just never truly clean, clean. And, and to get rid of it, it needs like a it needs medical level cleaning, and there's just no way to do that on a boat. 
I'm not a big boat person. Unless it's a pond or a lake. I'm more likely to yeah. be on a boat on a pond or a lake. Well, not a yeah, pond. I, I, I don't know who takes a boat on a pond, but... Uh, little people. <laughs> I, I did some kayaking in, in the ocean uh, some time ago, and some dolphins about gave me a heart attack. And I was like, okay, that's that's probably not something I'm going to do all that often. Because <laughs> I can't immediately tell the difference between a dolphin and a shark when they're that close to me. When I'm walking yeah, on the, the beach, right. it was like, oh, look, there's a dolphin. <clears throat> I don't know. Yeah, there's a happy, friendly dolphin and not a, a killing machine. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't really specifically singled out 12 monkeys. I think we just kind of figured that, that would be a good one to do. Yeah, we, it was on the list, and it was just like, uh, and look, out of out of all the you know the contagion type movies, Twelve Monkeys is is one of my favorites, and mostly because it's more about a it's more about time travel and, and the whole paradox of that than it is about contagion. It's, it's not outbreak. It's twelve monkeys. No, yeah, it's twelve monkeys, uh, and the you know the fact that it's the whole premise of the movie is about you know the army of the twelve monkeys. Then you realize that. That's got fucking nothing to do with actually what happens. It's just what enables the sequence of events to happen that that leads it to the end. And then you know, yeah, the the whole reoccurring dream sequence with James as a child seeing James as a man die, and you know, he, he first he sees him as as Brad Pitt. And then he does. He's not too sure. And then he sees him as you know, as obviously James the James the senior. And you know the the paradox of how that works, outside of the fact that it's you know it's about the contagion. You know, the weird thing is if you take that, that almost links directly to Looper. You know, I've never seen that. That's a Bruce Willis movie, right? You've never. Oh, that's Bruce Willis. He's an assassin. He's an assassin. Okay. Yeah, no, he, he, he's an assassin for the mob. And the way it works is um, when you get to the end of your contract, like, you know, you reach a point in time where you're no longer a viable assassin or you do something wrong, they send you back in time to be killed by your younger self, hence closing the loop. Give, give it a go. It is, it is a... It's a really cool, again, time travel movie. Not heavy on the time travel. There's a whole lot of sequences where um, uh, around different choices because obviously, you know, if you let your future self go, they're now in the past. There's a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, it is, a, and it's, uh, what is it? Gordon Levitt's? Can they give you his first oh, name? Uh, Joseph uh, Gordon Levitt. Yes. He played Bruce Willis the Younger um in that okay and it looks it's a a lot of people bagged it i really really liked it um as a time travel movie and just as a movie with bruce willis it's really good uh and again you're seeing younger self younger bruce willis killing older bruce willis or seeing him die so that all ties in together there you go plague of madness everywhere there we go colonics for everyone that makes me laugh every time. <laughs> I got a bit excited. Colonics for everyone. The sad thing is I'm doing the hand gestures. No one can see me. But it helps with the emoting. It does. I love a good emote. Uh, yeah, fucking Brad Pitt. He got a bunch of nominations for this, I think, right? 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Like so there was, I'd have to do research like a grown up um, <laughs> to to actually you know, pretend like I know what I'm doing uh, as a podcaster, not just swanning up and talking crap, which is what I normally do. After I watched the movie, I saw the one of my special features was a thing about the making of it, and I put it on, but it was really late at night last night, and it was yeah. an hour and 40 minutes long. <laughs> so I did not have that time. So I just caught the the intro to the feature-length documentary about the making of 12 Monkeys. And mm. it was like, Wood brought bad bit, blah, 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 critical acclaim. <laughs> yeah, blah, blah, blah. Um, blah, blah. Here we go. Brad Pitt was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Sporting Actor and won a Golden Globe Award for his performance. The film also won and was nominated for various categories at the Saturn Awards. Oh. Never go. heard of that. I think memory is Saturn Awards is like sci-fi or something. Uh, the Saturn Awards are American awards presented annually by the Academy of Science Fiction, Fantasy and Horror Films. Don't know why I've never heard of it. That sounds more interesting than most award shows. Yes, you would think that that would be kind of rad. <laughs> uh, that would be kind of rad. Now, the the thing I noticed, and it's funny, I've, I mean, I've watched this movie, who knows how many times. This apparently was based on a French film called uh, La Jetie, which I have not seen, and I think I might have to now. Yeah, I wasn't sure if it was La Jetie or La Jette, because I took oh, Spanish. The, my, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I took German. <laughs> so, yeah, but it's, but yeah, I, I heard that Terry Gilliam had not seen that before he signed on to make the movie, but I don't know if he watched it beforehand. I, I could see him going either way. He's mm. very sure of himself kind of director. Yeah, he's a bit like, no, I'll just do it. <laughs> just give me the premise and I'll work it out from there. <laughs> don't you worry. Yeah, he's already building like bizarre, like future things that are all covered in rust and dirt. Just got that'll fit. Don't worry about it. I've got a trunk full of slimy tubes, ready. To yeah, that's right. Uh, I've got like a whole film set full of dust and rusted steel that we need to use. The sprinkler system is ready. The garbage yeah, right. to throw all over the street is ready. Ugh. He's he's just so weird, so weird. But you know, just. Terry Gilliam, I reckon, is one of those directors where people either like him or they just go, no, it's not for me. It's just not for me. I mean, you know, you, this one's probably one of his more commercial, you know, movies. But, like, so do you show people Brazil and they'll either go, this is bizarre and I love it, or they'll just go, nope, fuck this, I'm out. <laughs> I don't know what this bonkers shit is. I don't care. I'm out. <laughs> those people might go towards The Fisher King. and That's one of his other more mainstream movies but i yeah. i am a lot more of a fan of his films than his things he says yeah look as a human not so good but time <laughs> he, bandits he, is he... fucking awesome <laughs> oh time ends the, the the fact that you can say terry gilliam essentially made a kid's movie is one of the greatest things ever <laughs> fair and loathing in las vegas oh Fuck yeah. but again you think about Fear and Loathing, there's something essentially grimy about that movie. I mean, especially you know, that hotel room the day after. Oh, yeah. The fucking alligator tail. I'm trying to think. There was a movie I, a movie of his that I saw when I was younger. Maybe it was something in Baron Munchausen. I was like, what the fuck am I yeah. seeing? 
Yeah, it, exactly. What the fuck? You know, Baron Munchausen, it, it's all about the 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 stuff with Robin Williams with his head spinning off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that still, to this day, you say Baron Munchausen, that's automatically what's in my head. It's just, oh, man. <sighs> yeah, uh, Gilliam is, is he's, he's unique. He's definitely unique. As a human, not so great. But as a director... There's something very specific about him. He's got he's got that style, not replicated but imitated style that you can't yeah, really get it's, it right. But if you're like, oh yeah, this is like if Terry Gilliam directed Romeo and Juliet, or you know something like that. <laughs> well, and see the thing was even when they did the TV series based on this this movie, which is actually quite a good TV series by the way, um, it had that feel, but it was clear that you know it was yeah it was as if Terry Gilliam, you know, someone else's interpretation of what he thought stuff should look like. And it was, it was, it was definitely not him, but it was, it had that, that feel to it. And it's just, you know, this, and he, it's interesting because he doesn't like attractive actors. Like no one in his movies looks good. Like no one's, no one's Hollywood pretty. Like they're all very regular and to the point of, you know, some of them being like openly disfigured. No, I'm not going to say there's anything wrong with those type of humans. Don't get me wrong. We've all got our shape. Uh, but he seems to go out of his way to to really go against the grain of, of you know, Hollywood pretty. Everyone, like, so Bruce Willis in this is, he's a chud. He really, you know, he's drooling, he's bloody, you know, he's 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 grotty, Um you know, and Brad Pitt, you know, the ultimate pretty boy, he's just mental. And, you know, like the eye thing, everything about this, and, you know, even the even the background actors who, are, you know, you only see very briefly, none of them are, are pretty pretty. You know, they're very, very downplayed, average, or and another thing that he does, he likes to pack makeup on, like so it looks like it's really laid in there and just, you know, heavy and and cracked and everything else. Like the when you see all the doctors in the future, you know they were all powdered up, and you know it's so obvious that they're they're going overboard to try and look healthy. Yeah, the new aristocracy. Yes, let them eat spiders. Yeah, let them eat spiders. Go collect our whatever you're getting samples from the air. Yes. Pull out your teeth. Oh, when that when that old dude <laughs> shows his mouth full of pegs, it's just like, oh, that's just hideous. <laughs> that is hideous. <laughs> that is that is not a good look at all. <laughs> it's just, yeah. And, and you know when he when he, he, I think he pulls out his own teeth with a switchblade. Yeah, and I'm just going, with a pimp's switchblade. Yeah. Oh, just oh, just thinking about. How filthy that was! Just how oddly filthy. Why he had to stuff the pimp in the bath to do that? I don't know. I don't know if it was supposed to make us think that he stabbed him to death through the shower curtain or something. I don't know. Uh, it was it was very weird. Maybe maybe he did and then pulled out his teeth. <laughs> Who knows? That's... Maybe he pulled out his teeth and stuffed them in the pimp. Uh, and like pulled out the pimp's teeth as well, and then put his teeth in the pimp's mouth. Like and the teeth that he place. showed. Yeah, see, Trixie, very Trixie. <laughs> <laughs> Too 
Trixie Man Traveler false. <laughs> Trixie James. <laughs> this fucking movie. I mean, uh, and then they just go to a Hitchcock marathon. Oh, After yes. he beats some rapists to death, they go to a Hitchcock yeah. marathon. Yeah, because that, that's the best place to just hang out. You know, and, and, and put on, put on like talk and put on like disguises. Spirit gum shows up the best in the movie theater lighting. Here's yes, your, it does. <laughs> your weird mustache. I, I am experimenting with uh, going the longest without shave since I'm mostly stuck in the house. I'm going the mm. longest I've ever gone in my shaving life without shaving. Uh, I'm right there with you. Uh, it is affectionately known as the COVID beard. Okay. COVID beard. That sounds yeah. Th- yeah. Th- th- this is uh, this would be week two without shaving. Um, for, for those of you at home, I fucking hate it. Uh, it looks terrible. Like I don't grow a beard. I, I grow scruffiness. Um, and I've got to say, there's a lot of grey in there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm seeing some blonde. Oh, okay. But, uh, my hair used to be really blonde. If you've seen my kids' hair, that's the color. My yeah, hair used yeah. To be. I, I have, I've seen it. He's a very blonde child. I had a really shitty goatee type thing in high school for about a week. But other <laughs> than that, you know, I'm, I'm a shave every day kind of guy if I can be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, see, I'm, I'm a shave like head and face every day normally. Cause it's just like, I've, I've, mind you, it's two separate razors. Like I've got a razor for my head and then I've got a razor for my face. You don't just go front all the way to the back. <laughs> So well, this is once a once a week. Like I said, if I let it go, I basically it, it's it's three three big razors and it's all over. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> yep, you do this bit, then you just go all the way back and all the way forward. But electric razors are not built for for to know the difference between your head and your face. Um, as I've learned the hard way, and uh, so yeah, now I have a specific razor for my head, electric razor for my head, and a specific electric razor for my face. Again, lessons learned. Um, it, it, there was some some scoring on my head that I didn't need, uh, but uh, yeah, no, it's just again. I think everyone's doing it. Like the the guys I work with, we have a meeting every morning just to catch up and say good day, you know, make sure none of us like died in our sleep. And um, it's a we do a video conference, and it, uh, all of us have just got no, nah, we don't need to just just. And there are some there's some really good beards. They're like the kind of guys that like can shave in the morning and then wake up at lunchtime and go, oh, I've got a beard. And they're guys like me that just grow like scruffiness. And everyone's just going, nah, I don't care, whatever. I'm not going anywhere. No one can see me. <laughs> part of mine was uh, I think I said this on the last episode, but part of it was because my wife always teases me teases me about not it would take me forever to grow a beard. Which is probably true, yeah. but I was like, well, I'll show you. I'm not going to shave, and you're not going to like it. <laughs> she kind of likes it. Yeah, see, um, my missus was more like, hey, look at all that gray. And <laughs> that bit where it didn't grow. And that bit where it didn't grow. And it's just like, you know, you're not helping. You need, and she's going, no, no, it looks great. <laughs> like, it looks like you're touching your face too much in that spot. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, this is this is the spot where you touch your face. Yeah, th- that's the spot where the gray grows. <laughs> you are old. Yeah, this is like yeah, shut up. And then um, <laughs> just 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 shut up. Uh, and then then it turns to so uh, how's those hairy legs going? It's like yeah, shut up. Yeah, no, not oh, again, God. again. I, I 
We've all got hair in various places that grows randomly. Um, how you choose to deal with it is your business. I'm, I'm not. I'm not shaming anyone that doesn't shave their legs. Um, have, although I have noticed that um, through years of wearing motorbike boots, uh, it looks like I shaved my legs from about halfway down my shin down. Um, well, I've been wearing shorts around the house, right? Because it's warm. So it's just like, oh, bugger it, I'll just wear shorts because. You know, and it's just like, oh my god! It's like the hair goes from my knee to halfway down my my calf, and then just stops. <laughs> I walk. I'm a, I'm a fire walker, everybody. Okay, just wear a little shit. I mean, motorcycle <laughs> boots. That's badass. Yes. Yeah. Well, the, it, it's badass until you're not wearing them anymore, and then it's just like, why? Why are your like like legs so white? And so shiny. It's just like motorbike boots. They just rub it off. It's the same way that motorbike helmets rub hair off. It just happens. <laughs> that's that's my uh, my tan line probably because I wear boots eighty percent of the time, and I don't yeah. like to wear tall socks. So if I wear short no. shoes, I've got shorter socks, and there's that that stripe mm. strip. Yeah, we'll see. I'm the same. Like I said, if I'm not wearing Chuck Taylors, I'm wearing boots. Um, and so I've got that like above ankle white foot tan line. So there's like 10 from my, like just, be, just below my knees where my shorts stop that then to just above my ankle. <laughs> and again, halfway through that, it's, it's no, no hair. It's, it's weird. Um, and so that was the only thing that bothered me about this movie is the fact that they all live underground, but some of them had really good tans. Those little plastic bag suits that they have to wear might reflect the or refract the light inward maybe i mean although you know there may be less smog which means more uv's coming through so when they do get out what we're talking about uv yeah so and again hark back to it apparently the air quality in like beijing has improved like 200 percent because all the factories are shut down and there's not as much smog and now everyone is going to get sunburned all those people that are ignoring doctor's orders and congregating in large places are going to get going to get burned. So there you go. Don't go out. Don't go outside because the air quality is better and the sun will burn you. All right. Don't go outside. Listen to the scientists. Yeah, listen to the scientists. I think that's the that's the main. Now, although, who cares what who cares what psychiatrists write on walls? <laughs> she was like the worst psychiatrist ever. Right, legit, she's the worst psychiatrist ever. You know, she like enables his madness to the to the next level. She writes on walls. She just legitimately runs away with him. And I've seen him somewhere before. No, you haven't. All right, you haven't. He is legit crazy and a man at a time. Don't 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 enable him. Don't make it worse. But he was right about the kid. Oh, yeah, the kid. Don't cry wolf. Don't cry wolf. It's funny. You don't hear about kids falling down wells anymore. I can't remember the last time I heard about a kid falling down a well. I can't either, but it was pretty big in the in the 80s. Yeah, there, there was a point in time where, like, every other week, it was a kid falling down a well or down a sewer pipe or something weird, and, you know, they had to get machines and dig, and it was all... You never hear about kids falling down wells anymore. Isn't that weird? Because Nestle bought all the wells and they put cages over it, and uh, so they could save the children and uh, bottle that tap water. Yeah, and, and hide all the chuds. You got to, <laughs> you got to hide your chuds. You know, hanging chuds. That's what ruined the election in Florida. It was hanging chuds. 
<laughs> We're all going a little loopy. The what? What can I say? Yeah, it's the time to be silly. It is. Look, everyone's just like, nah, whatever. You know, they're, they're, people have had time to think. You know, they've got time on their hands to think about random stuff, and it's like this is fantastic. Like, like again, no one, no one thought about kids falling down wells until I watched this movie. And went, haven't heard for that in a while. And then, look, I had a whole thought about airport security. Oh yeah, because you know the secrets where where the 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 ranger that is actually the guy spreading the disease, Doctor Stevens or something or Roberts. Did you, did you, you guys use ranger? I don't think you do. Oh, no. no, no. So Ranger is a colloquial slang term for redhead. Ah, I think the it's ginger. Yes, ginger. Well, ginger's like more of the UK version of it. Um, but I, I, yeah, no, we we call them rangers. Um, <laughs> my my lovely wife is a ranger. Um, and uh, anyway, but. Yeah, when he takes like the, his little case full of disease, like just through through airport security, just puts it on the thing, and the the guy's like, I, I asked him to open it, and he's shaking it and go, no, open it up here and down. I'm going seriously, no, no one in their right mind says, oh, you've got biological samples, that's great. Go, feel free to go through security, and no, can you open that? I I want to see what it is. Don't check it underneath the plane. Carry it on. Shake it yeah, up. Yeah, carry it on. It's not a bomb, yeah. so it can't be dangerous. Yeah. You know, look, it, it hasn't even got an odor. Have a smell. And I'm going, really? <laughs> really? That, that was probably the only point in the movie I went, no, nah, look, I think you're going a little bit too far. If he checked it and, and even, like, snuck one on the plane, I would have been okay with it. But, yeah, what he's just like, yeah, let's open it up. So having said that, that's probably how, how COVID got spread anyway because – People are like packed in like sardines in airports. So it's just like, Bleh. yeah. It's probably easier to catch uh, disease at an airport than on an airplane because the airplanes have all that air fil- filtration going on. So unless you lick a toilet sle- seat like the dumb fuck that either did or pretended oh. to do. Oh. I, I, I'm going to like just make a really simple statement. Don't do stupid shit like that, right? Even even outside of a pandemic, don't lick toilet seats. Don't lick door handles. Don't lick stuff, all right? Literally, do not lick stuff that is not you. Stop licking right? the ice Feel, cream. Lick, Stop licking the yeah. $30,000 or whatever the fuck worth of food. Yes. Dumb fuck. Stop, stop doing that shit in general, right? You know what? Outside of pandemics, don't do that shit. It, it's just... It's fucking wrong. And it's just like, what is the thought process that says, even like, even if you clean that toilet seat, like you Purell that shit within, you know, an inch of its life and then do it just for, you know, for to be seen. No, just don't. Don't lick stuff. Please don't make us have to stay inside any longer than we already do. Yes. Yeah, look, I'm not against being inside. All right, I kind of like it. I'm, I'm not. I'm not against being away from other humans. I kind of like that a lot of the time too. But I want the option. I want to be allowed to go outside. Yeah. If I want to. Oh, the air is so fresh. Like he says when he's coming out of his yeah. drug fog. No germs. No germs. Yeah. No germs. It's so good. I love the air here. Let's listen to Fats Domino and wow. uh, Louis Armstrong. Yeah, and um. 
It was Pipeline, and I can't remember who sing, who plays Pipeline, but... It's not coming to mind. The, the, it's someone like the Shadows or the the Chantels or something like that. It was <laughs> it was the somethings, um, but it's Pipeline, and that's that is a very rad surf rock song. Um, but yeah, you know, he's just hanging his head out the window. Oh, the air's so clean. Um, yeah, I want to be able to do that. I want to get in the car and hang my head out and breathe air. All right, I want to do that stuff. I want to go to the cinema. I don't necessarily want to go to the pub, although that'd be nice. Um, I'm, I'm I'm happy that the bottle shop's still open. I can still get alcohol if I really want to. Um, you know, I want to go and buy t- toilet paper with impunity and not have to worry about whether it's there or not or have to, like, do a deal with somebody. <laughs> it's just... Maybe one day we'll figure out who the patient zero of that was. Of the uh, toilet paper thing? Because it yeah. was just mental. I don't... I mean, look, I understand preppers, right? I fully understand preppers. But even preppers don't go to that level, right? It's, you know, it's it's slowly over time. Make sure you get a little bit extra each time and, you know, a little bit extra. So you've got, you know, a store, but not, you know what, I'm going to fill up like four trolleys full of like toilet paper and hand sanitizer and then hide it in a garage somewhere. Why? It's my get rich quick scheme. Those always work yeah. out. Yeah, they, they do. That's like get lynched quick. Like seriously? Someone mm-hmm. so someone knocked at my door and said, I will drop like, you know, a six pack of of twin ply. Uh, all you gotta do is give me a hundred bucks. I would stab that motherfucker from a distance. <laughs> With a spear. There we go. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> With a spear. That's right. I would go into my garage take the locks off my bow case and fucking hit him in the in the body with several hunting arrows that's what i would fucking do you heard me folks that's a fact there it is you heard it here that thought process i don't get i just don't get um the like that and you know fine buy buy tin food buy canned food okay i get that that's kind of smart um but yeah, to the level that we've seen it, is just fucking madness. The the grocery where where I used to work still tends to have just about everything, but they do have the the toilet paper limited to one one pack per person. Yeah, because people can't be be grown ups. Yeah, um, that, that's right. They can't go. This is what I need for the current period. Yeah. Apparently, we can't do that. We also need to buy all of the pasta, all of the flour, all of the sugar. Um, all of the like food in a can. So like basically, what was it when I went? Like you couldn't buy baked beans. All gone. And I'm going. I like baked beans, but I don't like them that much. I can't live without the beans. <laughs> That's right. I, you know, I I need ten years worth of baked beans. What are you going to do? Like, because this will eventually end, right? Life will return to a level of normality. It will never be the same. Um, but it will return to a level of normality. What are you going to do with that stuff when things sort of start to swing back the other way? Yeah, when you start having people over to the house, they start might notice that you bought 800 crates of toilet paper and you're the asshole that they hate now. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, when everyone says, how come you park your car outside? 
because you like because your fucking garage is full of toilet paper, hand sanitizer, and baked beans. You're that asshole. Oh, fuck you. So eat all those beans by yourself. Yeah. And see how long it takes you to get through the toilet paper because you're not getting invited to parties anymore. Yeah, that's right. No one, no one, no matter, no much how, no matter how much hand sanitizer you bathe in, Gary. All right, you're not getting invited. You are a prick. Um, it's just like no hand sanitizer. <laughs> no, you cannot. You cannot. You cannot save yourself with hand sanity. Hand sanity will not wash off the filth of being a hoarding dick. And that's that's not not the lesson, not the lesson of Twelve Monkeys. I think the lesson no. of Twelve Monkeys is watch out for doomsday scientists. Yes. Or, yeah, know. don't don't trust doomsday scientists. Other scientists, trust them, listen to them. Um, medical professionals, listen to them. Doomsday scientists yeah, not so much. Maybe do better security checks and potentially even psychological tests on anyone that has access to uh, highly deadly diseases. Or, you know, if you see somebody screaming, we got to stop them, we got to stop them, we got to stop them, grab them and sort it out. Maybe maybe let them yeah. you know, on his way in a minute. But um... Yeah, and see, uh, that was the other bit. He just runs off now and the plane leaves. Now, it, under normal circumstances, that airport would have been locked down, right? Yeah. I can't believe that it wouldn't. I mean, I didn't really start flying. I, I did a lot of traveling by van with bands before this, but yeah. I didn't start flying until after 9-11. Mm. So I don't have a lot of comparison to the good old days when it was a little bit more loose. But, I mean... I feel like in the 80s, they had enough plane hijacks to already start some decent security checks at airports. Yeah. Well, you know, even if there was a, a police incident, you know, for whatever reason, everything like, would be locked down. I mean, I I didn't fly much in the in the late 80s. In the, the, the late 90s and early 2000s, I, I flew a little bit for work just domestically. And even then, you know, if there was a if there was an incident of some sort, and that was pretty rare, um, you know, everything stopped until you know the 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 authorities on site gave the go ahead. You know, planes were delayed and all that sort of stuff. But you know, it wasn't just like, ah, oh, it's fine. You know, the guy we were all shouting at that was causing it. No, just let him go. It's okay. That it's just like <laughs> very, 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 very strange. He has, so, you know. He, yeah. His suitcase is not suspicious at all. No, 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 no. That, that guy that was carrying medical samples that the two people are screaming about. Yeah, no, we won't worry about it. Especially, I, I didn't really see Officer Christopher Maloney with hair at the airport. No. But there were those cops that were already aware of the situation. Yeah, there's lax, the lax security did them in. Although the lady... And I keep it the lady that's on the plane with him at the end. Yes. She is the main scientist, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. By the end of it, I've got myself so suspicious of my tracking of the timeline. I'm like, wait, am I am I eating spiders in in, in my hospital gown or <laughs> Gotta know your doses. 
<laughs> yeah, and yeah, like she she's the, the head scientist lady, which is why she uh, cunningly says that she's in insurance. If it's a commentary on the American healthcare system now, she would want him to have the pandemic so the insurance companies can make all the money. Ugh. Yeah. And again, you know, I don't... Anyone that's making money out of this is just fucked. Uh, and when I say, like, making money, I mean, like, actively profiting from this situation. Like, this is actually a win for them. Yeah, it's like war profiteering. Yeah, exactly. You know, not, not people that are, you know, going about their business and maintaining a, you know, a living wage or whatever else like that. Um, you know, doctors and nurses, fucking hats off to you guys because you are on the front line. Um, but, yeah, like war profiteering, this is essentially what, you know, insurance companies and all that sort of stuff are doing. And it's just like, wow. You know, I don't, I don't get any of that. That mentality is just freaking wrong. I mean, look, I'm not a socialist by any stretch of the imagination. Um, I, I am all for people making money. Um, but there's a line in the scene, you know, when you stop being good humans about it, that's where it's got to stop. They might've tried to go back on it, but the, one of the medical companies that was developing a vaccine or a treatment for it here was granted this weird medicine status that allows the company to have sole rights to it and price control for something like 10 or 12 years. It's a thing that was passed to take care of very special, rare diseases, but companies have figured out how to tweak tweak it to make it the most profitable thing. I think off those kinds of drugs, I think the medical industry made something like $90 billion last year. Yeah. That, and again, it seems like was it, someone was talking about I think it was diabetes medicine or something else like that. Like the price of that had actually gone up. And it's, you know, like this is something that people need to live. Uh, insulin prices are ridiculous here. Yeah. Yeah. Insulin. There, there you go. The coach, how much I know about diabetes. Uh, it's, <laughs> sorry. I, I have, I have a problem in that I cannot, cannot say diabetes. Without thinking about Wilford Brimley, and, and like we never even got those commercials, we never got it, we never saw it, but the internet has told me that that is what diabetes is all about. I even do it when like we're watching television, watching someone says it, and I go diabetes, and Sharon just looks at me like you're an you're an idiot. Those commercials were everywhere here. And it's just like I never saw them. I never saw them until the internet introduced me to, to Wilford Brimley talking about diabetes. And it was just like, this is the greatest thing in the world. Not diabetes. <laughs> I think he's good humored about it. Uh, yeah, he, he seems to be. You know, he hasn't got much choice, really. <laughs> you know, he he's one of those people that like nothing will ever kill. Like he will he will die because he's had enough. Like he, he won't die of a disease. He won't die of like an accident. He'll just go, I'm done now, and then he'll die. <laughs> On the smoldering ashes of civilization, Wilford Brimley, yeah. Keith Richards, and Betty White will have the final Highlander <laughs> battle. Yeah, yeah. Now my money's on Betty White. 
<laughs> she's small, but she's wiry. Again, you look at people like that and you go, nothing can kill them. Nothing can kill Betty White. Keith Richards is actually, I think the only thing keeping him alive is diseases and drugs. I reckon he, he's got his own ecology just living under his skin, right? And it's just, They're wearing him like a trench the, coat and a hat in a cartoon. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Any minute now, one of the Elder Gods is going to crawl out through Keith Richards' mouth and, and that'll be the end of all of us. <laughs> I think I, we might have come to the end of talking about 12 Monkeys. I think that's it. I, I think we've, we've finally reached the point where we've no, we can no longer talk about 12 Monkeys without, without even being having the most tenuous of tenuous links. Uh, to to that movie, and it, look, it is a rad movie. Everyone should see it. Um, it 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 it's it spookily uh, linked to what's happening right now when you think about the spread of the virus. Um, but yeah, the any more conversation now is just going to be about wacky stuff, which is totally fine with me. But I, I feel like if we're going to go on, we should close close that that chapter of this episode. Um, this is a good time to put in the trailer for your new podcast that that'll be coming oh. up soon. And I'm terrible at making breaks to play important things like that. So if, if you're okay with just a quick second and Go for it. we'll play that promo and then we'll get back to whatever it is that'll be on the other side, but we'll be there in just a minute. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. And while Witch didn't make it to the top of the world, he did make the Gangs of Hollywood podcast. So join the gang and enjoy a movie review podcast about movie gangs, gangsters, mobsters, and the mayhem they cause. You can find GOH Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at gohpod at www.gohpod.com as well as your favorite podcast listening app. And remember, say hello to your little friend for me. Okay. Thank you for playing the promo for my new show. I'm really excited about it. I had cut my uh, last episode together before I thought, I was like, shit. I need to play, which is promo, but I was like, well, I'm going to have him on the show. I'll play it then. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect time to have it. You know, we, you played the Scott and Liam promo when, when you were talking to, talking to, talking to Scott, which you don't often hear Scott on other shows. So it was good to actually uh, hear him have a bit of a chat. Yeah, it was a long time coming. I, I think uh, it, it really was about two years ago that he said, I'd really like to do Mad Max when we get the chance to get together. This was our first chance that we lined up and that's because I'm just home now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're home now. And he's, he's a medical professional. So uh, yeah. I'm surprised he had time to even breathe. Yeah. He's working super long hours. I was like, just tell me when pick your day and your time. And I, I'm sure I could make it. It's been interesting for podcasters. Cause everyone's like, I'm free. Yeah. No, you, you want, you want to do an interview? Yeah, I'm free. You want to talk about this? Yeah, I'm free. I'm free. Well, I've even been like changing my meetings during the day to go. No, I need an hour in here just so I can like record a podcast with somebody. It's been fantastic. <laughs> I do have 
this network of people that I enjoy talking to, and they're all stuck at home now. So, yeah, that's that's right. They can't escape. They've got no reason to not talk to me. Like, oh, you're going somewhere. You have plans. <laughs> and, and if I get to watch a movie, yeah, that's right. No, you, you you've got no excuse for not being up at four o'clock in the morning. It's not like you're going anywhere. You can go back to bed. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it's like being twenty. Like there's except for with no yeah. responsibilities. It's like yeah, whatever. Yes. You know, I'm I'm up till five playing music or you know whatever the fuck. Yeah. Well, literally during the week, I was when I was I had a chat with with my boss about one of the projects I'm working on. And I said, you know what, what I really want to do is, you know, convert it to, you know, uh, an online session, da, 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 da. And I ended up going off on a, on, on like a, a fucking rabbit hole, you know, watching online videos and reading stuff. I, I'm sort of going through that and I'm getting really deep into it. I looked up and the sun came up <laughs> and it's just like, Oh shit. I've been doing this for like seven hours non-stop and, and i've completely lost track of time and, and i had a meeting like literally uh, like two hours after that and, and i turned up and it was like my morning meeting and i looked like hell and my boss said what happened and i said oh you know this is what i do she said that's fine just go back to bed i'll see you later today <laughs> <It's> like, <"Yeah." laughs> spatial relationship to time is like feels oddly it's... off even though it all makes sense yeah oh look everyone's everyone's routine is broken right yeah normally you know for the nine to five is you know the the bulk of the white collar world you know it's it's monday that i work your whole way through friday your week's out and then there's the weekend all of a sudden that's gone you know like and for anyone that's not used to working from home on a regular basis uh, their their routines are blown they're completely off track they you know their sleep patterns are stuffed and, you know, even for me, like I've had to like basically go make sure I get up at the same time every day and, you know, have a shower, get dressed, do all the normal stuff I would do and then walk into the spare room where I where I work. Um, and it just happens to be the same room where I record and, and, you know, go through that and, you know, do do a whole bunch of like prison exercises, like, you know, push-ups against the wall and, <laughs> and squats and everything else and then like stop at lunchtime and go downstairs and have lunch and then come back into my little room and you know but even then like so you get caught you know i said i started working on something just went through and then just woke up but you know talking to some of my other friends who you know work in industries where you know now they're at home they're while you know they're taking like been taking forced leave they don't know what to do with themselves they literally have got no idea what to do with themselves and it, one of my one of my friends has got teenage kids, much like mine. Um, he was saying, "Yeah, he goes if the internet goes out, it's absolutely Mad Max time. It will the whole house will revert to barbarism, and it will be survival of the fittest." It could go that way, especially inadvertently. You know, a lot of places. I don't know if, what your equivalent would be, or if there is one, since America loves having as many branches of the military as possible, but. We've got the National Guard, which mostly is goes and helps with floods or other things mm. like that. Only deals with stuff within America. Like you, I don't think you can send the National Guard to another country. It's that, only domestic, and that's it. Yeah, uh, but they're they're popping up in cities to help build, you know, temporary hospitals and oh, wow. shit like that. And if you get that many, that much 
extra stuff going on. I mean, I'm sure the Wi-Fi is slowing down around the nation as more and more people are just home watching the new season of Westworld. Mm. Well, because didn't I think Netflix said that they're they're downgrading, like they're not going to they're only going to present in um, single definition instead of high definition to reduce bandwidth. You know, on the reverse, Pornhub is free for everybody. You know what? You want to stay at home and just whack it till it falls off? Go for it. It's free. Yeah. Premium quality too. Yeah, they, they want uh, you to stay home. Pornhub and Teen Vogue are leading the way in activism. <laughs> but you know, I mean, even like the cable company where we get our cable TV from, like, they've given, I think, all their subscribers like access to everything. You know, free just to fucking you know stop people going going insane, which is kind of cool. I heard the the WWF or whatever the WWE yeah channel has all the old Royal Rumbles and Survivor Series and WrestleManias for free on their website or some shit. Uh, so and so you've got to you've got to wonder and like if you if you take the corporate view on it, um, how much money do they have to have that they can afford to give this stuff away for free? Right. I mean, billions and billions and trillions of dollars. Yeah. So the question is, is when this all again sort of returns to a level of normality, will that remain? Oh, no. As, as soon as they can tighten the leash again. This is all not looking like a monster in the time of crisis. Yeah. Be- becoming oh, you... brand. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, becoming that brand, <laughs> the mercenary brand that just says, "No, we want everything from you." Yeah, it, it's 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 really interesting. And like as I said, I you know I'm still working because I I uh, I work in an essential service for um, not our corporate overlords, but our governmental overlords, ultimately. Um, and it, it's really interesting because it's a service that up until this happening. It was an absolute just punching bag for, you know, for anyone that wanted to have a bit of a crack because it was a government initiative and it was never going to work and it cost too much money and blah, 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 blah. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, my God, if we didn't have this infrastructure that was built and is being supported by these people, um, we'd be fucked. And it's like, yeah, that's right. That's fucking right, bitches. Uh <laughs> You've been, you've been like essentially spitting on me and like accusing me of like impacting your ability to to watch fucking cartoons and everything else for the better part of five years. All of a sudden, I'm a great guy because I'm making sure that you know you can actually sit and surf the internet at home. That's right. That's fucking right. Now what? Yeah, that's right. Now what? Now what? That's fucking. You know what? We're a, like I work for obviously I said I work for the government. Um, in a, like a branch of the government that is so far from being a government organization, it's not fucking funny. But um, essentially what we are, like we provide wholesale infrastructure to retail service providers, so internet providers, for them to then sell on to their, their users. So there are still service providers that are still making money out of this, right? They're still charging people for their internet. They're still doing it, right? You know, and no one has said shit about that right now. Right, no one has said, "Fuck, you know what? I'm still paying for the internet." They're just going, "Make sure it doesn't break. <laughs> Make sure my internet does not fucking break. Whatever happens, 
because if uh, this is like the one piece of infrastructure that I reckon if it happens and if it happens at a, a, a local, a national or a global level, things going to get real messy. You take that shit away from people. When I think about that, when I think about that, I picture, I can't remember the name of the story, but I read this short story in a sci-fi class that I took in college. It sort of gradually gets to this super chaotic moment, but you almost don't notice it happening until it does. There's these scientists preparing their replacement scientists for this event where at this certain time, I think it's it's either the earth goes dark for a year or some sort of thing happens and the technology doesn't work for a, a length of time. And basically they're going to be some of the only ones that survive in the room because mm. as soon as the sun goes off, people go fucking ape shit and just start fucking tearing each other apart. Mm. I'm sure that's a extreme oversimplification. This is quite a long time ago, but the idea or the feeling that I got from that story always stuck with me. Yeah. Well, that, that's it. You, you look at your current environment and, you know, outside of, you know, light and everything else, if you couldn't communicate with the outside world, this, this situation is completely fucking different. If we were all stuck to um, inbound information only, so, you know, terrestrial television and radio sig signals, you think how different this would be in terms of panic and anxiety and everything else that goes with it. If you had no opportunity to communicate outwards, you would fucking lose your shit. And we would be 100% reliant on the likes of, you know, CNN and Fox News <laughs> lying to us uh, about what's happening. Ooh, yes. <laughs> Put it in that context and it's like, ooh, oh, no, no. Oh, fuck that shit. Hold on to the scraps. Hold on to the scraps. Yeah. yeah. On a completely different note, because that, that's a little scary. I didn't want to upset anybody. Can, can we talk about... Um, like, just I know we've finished talking about um, twelve monkeys. We can always open that. Can you remember, Yeah, I, I, just something that just occurred to me. If if you think about right now, if you went back six years and told yourself this was going to happen, you wouldn't fucking believe it. No way. No fucking way. No way in hell. If I went back six years and spoke to myself and said, dude, this is what's going to happen in like fucking six years time. This is where you're going to be. This is what's going to happen. You're going to be, you know, essentially trapped in your house. Blah, 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 blah. You know, people are going to be hoarding toilet paper. There's like people are going to be dying and da da da. I'd be going, fuck off. Seriously, you are bonkers. Uh, that shit ain't going to happen. And, and on, on a slightly sideways note, why would I ever work for the government? You're right. You're clearly a liar. <laughs> You're clearly a robot from the future. You're a Terminator sent to kill me. I don't believe you, and that's it. <laughs> Donald Trump's president of the United States. Well, now I know yeah. you're fucking with me. Yeah, that, that's exactly it. This They're is stupid, but not that stupid, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, 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 and apparently it's going to be like all China's fault. Yeah, fuck off. Okay. Oh, yeah, they held up a 
did you see the thing about at the G7? Oh, yes. Yeah, America held that up because they didn't want to call it the Wuhan virus. Ugh. Like everybody else, only America, only well specifically like yeah. Trump and Mike Pompeo wanted to call it the Wuhan virus and shit to go along with the crossing out corona and calling it the Chinese virus. The China virus virus from China. It's Chinese good thing I have that wall or we we wouldn't have a country anymore. So, so wrong. I mean, look, I get that, you know, because I think they recently found patient zero. Um, yeah, yeah, and it was literally, I only saw it in passing because I've, I've actively tried to avoid watching like um, news and all that sort of stuff just because it's it's just 90% scaremongery. Um, but they, you know, they narrowed it down to a... I want to say he was a fishmonger or something like that in in Wuhan, hmm. suggesting that yeah he was he was patient zero, um, and it's just sort of like okay great, so now you know who patient zero was. Do you have a cure? Well, no. Then it's a fucking irrelevant. It's not like we go he did it. <laughs> get him. It was his it all. Yeah, get- yeah, get him. No, <laughs> that ain't going to work. You know, it, it's it's the same as, oh, it's the Jaina virus. It, no one cares, mate. Seriously. It's the everywhere virus right now, motherfucker. Yeah, that's right. It's the fucking everywhere. Exactly, right? It, it, it's, the, it's a fucking pandemic. Doesn't matter where it started. It's a fucking pandemic. You might as well go, okay, where did, you know, where did flu or measles start? Right, doesn't matter, right? It's there. It happened. They don't call it American mass shootings. They just call it mass shootings. <laughs> oh, 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 true though. Um, you know, it, it, that's the bit that I don't get—the finger pointing part of it, and, and you know, the the racial vilification that goes with it. I mean, look, you know, Australia is like one of the biggest multicultural communities in the world. And, um, you know, I've, I've openly seen people be like actively racist, like in public. And it's just like, that's just not right. I mean, fucking hell, you know, it's, you can't blame someone, you know, by birth. And I mean, a lot of the, a lot of the Australian, the Australian Asian community are, you know, fourth and fifth generation Australians. Right, so that you know their families have been here since the 1800s, um, and, and you know people are going, "Oh, it's all your fault." It's like, Fuck off, you know. <laughs> you know what? You know, I've I've known you know this family my entire life. They're they're uh, as as an Australian or more Australian than half the people that are pointing their fingers just because they happen to be non-white Anglo-Saxon doesn't mean that they're fucking virus carriers for fuck's sake. Romper Stomper all over again. Oh, Romper Stomper, yeah, that's a rad movie. Um, and but that's that's the mentality, you know. It's it's that fucking lunatic alt right um, thought process that is just, you know, that's what breeds this stupidity. And, and I don't I don't pretend to understand it. Again, listen to fucking scientists, all right? Listen to the smart people. 
don't listen to to the idiots. Every, look, everyone's got an opinion, much like an asshole. Just fucking, just because you've got it doesn't mean you need to spout it out. Scientists, that is the lesson. That is what we've gleaned from our Brad Pitt in a mental hospital sort of discussion about twelve monkeys and the current events yes. and everything. Is listen to the scientists. Listen to the scientists and um, yeah. And if you're really worried about being tracked, pull all your teeth out. Yep. With or without the pimp switchblade. Yes. Uh, from what I understand, pliers work best. True. But they might not have cocaine on them. Ooh. Well, maybe. See, maybe a bit of cocaine on them would make it better. That was probably a, one of the benefits of using a pimp switchblade. Yes, definitely. Can I, can I ask you a question, though, Darren? Please. Being that, like, uh, previous times when you and I have chatted, we've talked about meat um, and, and, you know, the obviously vegan equivalents and everything else. Well, what are your thoughts on on eating various pieces of wildlife? I think, me personally, or what? how do I, how do I think about it in general? So, in general, because obviously everyone's different, but, you know, having that, so you and I have spoken about, you know, um, vegan meat and and everything else historically. And, you know, look, I'm the first one to say I am uh, unashamed carnivore. Um, animals are cute and delicious. But, um, you know, to the point of eating virtually anything that isn't an upright human. Under the proper circumstances, I, I could eat just m- more animals. I don't know if I, – I wouldn't eat my dog. I, I don't no. think people will eat their pets – Unless it gets really bad, unless. Uh, but is that only because you've got an emotional attachment to your pet? Yes, I I do not think think that uh, dog meat would be a highly different thing than a animal that people have no problem eating. Hmm. Uh, but yes, it it is the emotional attachment. I I might have had a similar feeling if I had an emotional attachment to a cow, but I never did. So I'm totally fine with that. <laughs> I, I, I never, I never met a cow that I went. You know what? Yeah. You are just my friend, and I can't eat sheep. Right? Yeah. I never met that cow from uh, the restaurant at the end of the universe. <laughs> oh my Try rump! My rump. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that so much. It's so it's so good. Yes, my rump is particularly good. Ah. <laughs> God, that's in my head now. It's stuck in my head. Uh, and the reason the reason I ask is obviously you know this when it all started to come to light was you know because the the people in Wuhan were eating you know bats and anything they could get their hands on, um, and you know that was the big reason that it crossed species, allegedly. Yeah, but the three amigos ate bats in nineteen eighty. Well, in movie world, 1980-something, I think the movie takes place in the early 1900s, right? Something like that. <laughs> but I've never been a man-versus-food kind of guy. I don't eat seafood unless I'm near the ocean. Do you know what? That's just plain smart. Um, I think the basic rule is that you should never eat seafood more than, what was it, 50 kilometers for the ocean. <laughs> That's a good rule. I yeah. had gone a while and I thought maybe I didn't like seafood. And then I spent some time in the Bay Area, Bay Area in California. And, you know, I spent some time uh, on the beach in Florida. And I was like, no, it's it's geography. I don't really have mm. a problem eating fresh seafood. 
Oh, fresh seafood's great. I don't like sushi, though. <sighs> yeah, I, it's funny. Sushi is one of those things that I think divides a lot of people. And, and you either like it or, yeah. Look, I, I'm actually a fan. I actually really enjoy it. Um, the rest of like my daughter likes it. Um, my son, not so much. Sharon is flat out no. She just, just won't eat it, can't come at it. But again, you know, given that, you know, we, we live in a, like Australia is, the, the bulk of the, the populace live in the coastal elements, really close to the ocean. And again, we have a, a very big um, Asian community, you know, and when I say Asian, I mean, you know, right across that kind of various flavors. So, you know, sushi is, is one of the things that is crazily available. Uh, it, look, I, I, will eat, I will eat raw tuna, a raw tuna, I should say, in sushi, but I won't eat tuna out of a can. Yeah, uh, I was never a big fan of tuna out of the can. <sighs> There's just something weird and wrong about it. I probably, uh, when I was a kid, it was the last time I ever tried tuna out of the can. And I'm sure there was some time not too far apart where on a dare I ate a dog biscuit, and I bet I liked the <laughs> dog biscuit. More than the tuna yeah. can. Yeah, yeah. Well, that that's pretty much about it. See, and uh, on the on the sort of the same level, as a, as a child, um, when I visited my grandmother, she would give us smoked oysters on crackers. That sounds delightful. It, it's actually like it's really good. You you give me a uh, 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 oyster fresh out of the ocean, I will not, will not, cannot, could not. Eat it. Just can't. Absolutely can't. There's the reason I spit out my snot. Yeah. Well, that's one of them. The other the other side of it is is that um I'm not sure if I've told you this story before. Ooh. One of one of my first jobs was as an apprentice chef. And I worked in a restaurant that did seafood amongst other things, and they would get a delivery of oysters every day, right? Which come from the fish market and everything else. Now, as the the youngest apprentice my job was to eat one oyster at random from the delivery and they would then watch me for several hours. And if I got sick, they wouldn't serve them. You were the canary. I was literally the canary. So, um, and admittedly out of, I think three years, I only got sick twice. Um, but yeah, now cannot eat them. Cannot even get close to them. I just look at them and go, no, because the only way to know if it's bad is to eat it. That's a fair point. I got weirded off crabs from when I was a dishwasher in a kitchen, and it's it's relatively monotonous work and everything. Mm. So every once in a while, I would perhaps partake upon. LSD or something like that. Just yeah, to just, just to add a bit of flavor. Yeah, you know, the the pantry chef could always hook you up with something. <laughs> and there was this one day that it was really good. And there was a shipment of live crabs that my friend actually had to kill all of them. Ugh. And I was just there in the dish tank. But that was got me having one of those like whoa that's just the weird dark thoughts that mm. you don't that you don't like in that situation and then this giant chef that was also a construction worker 
came up with these searing hot baking pans that were really big and he held them in his lobster claws and put them on the <laughs> put oh. them on the dish tank and they started you know moving and steaming and everything and it was such an intense day that i i just don't eat crabs <laughs> oh, that, that 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 would mess with your head see and the thing is that and again they don't they don't like kill them anymore they put them in they put them in the freezer essentially now and they 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 go to sleep and they don't wake up but you know i remember working where you know they would literally drive drop you know live crabs live prawns live lobsters or crayfish you know into the boiling water and you'd hear them scream and everything else and Again, that's one of those things that I will take with me to my dying day of just hearing those, those little creatures just scream in agony. Um, it's like the shit that Christopher Lee must have heard when he closed his eyes. <laughs> yeah, Christopher Lee, he's seen some wacky shit. He, he just, you just know that, I don't know, just, he will always be very dark and spooky and yeah. Small animals dying is probably very low on the list, but you know it was there. I mean, he he killed Nazis. He killed Nazis. And good for him, I say. I always like that story from the set of Lord of the Rings. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. Uh, tell me anyway. Where uh, Brad Dourif, Wormtongue, yeah. get, gets stabbed from behind, like through the chest. Uh, yes. And, and Christopher Lee just said, I, that's not how someone sounds like when you do that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And I, I, only he could say it because it would just, yeah, that's not so yeah, someone sounds when you do this. Yes. Let me tell <laughs> you how it sounds. It's, it's when you're behind a Nazi and you get bayonet. Which is what? Oh, Suck he would do it, and in... <laughs> which is true because the, your lungs try to work and they don't. A wet um... sound, like, like you stabbed a swimming pool, but it's a human. <laughs> I never, pro I never said I was good at impressions, but <laughs> no, no, no. Look, none of us are really good at it. Um, I, I've made the the embarrassing mistake of doing my Sean Connery for two different Scottish people, both of which just went, "Don't ever do that again." Um, <laughs> and it's funny, but you you got to laugh. You do in, in these times of of weirdness. If you don't laugh, I think you've just got to you got to lose your shit, and you shouldn't. You, should, you just got to fucking. We got to roll with it, you know. Like when nine eleven happened, it, it was like fucking everyone was, the sky's going to fall. Life won't ever be the same, and it wasn't. We'll never get past it, but we did. Like as a as as human beings, we got past it. It's part of our history. I actually, um, I flew to the states um, on my honeymoon in november of that year so there's like two months literally two months after 9 11 um and it was the most surreal activity of my entire life you know we were in las vegas airport and there were armed guards like there were military officers everywhere with weapons and you know literally like turned us upside down um you know just and like itching like you can see they were just itching for something to happen and it was that was fucking scary and then 
you know, we went we went to Disneyland. Now, you know, have you ever been to Disneyland? I've been to Disneyland in California. I was too young to remember. I've been to Disney no. World with better memory. But look, you used to seeing lines, right? Yes. Like you know, lines of people. You know, every every time you want to go, you know, get on Space Mountain or Epcot or whatever else is, you know, there's a line Haunted and it's Mansion. you know, it, yeah, right. It's X long, like it's you know, an hour, two hours. But we we ran the line for Space Mountain, and it took ten minutes just to run up the ramp. There was no one else there, literally no one else. The happiest kingdom was not very happy yet. Except for you. No fucking line. Uh, there was us, and I think we saw maybe four other couples. And they were all like, all tourists. Like There was a Canadian couple. There was a couple from, I think, Korea or something, um, and, a, and some New Zealanders. And But there was like literally nobody else there. It was empty, and it was the most bizarre thing. Like, you know, we, we went on the Haunted Mansion, I think, like four times in a row and got off and, like, came around the front again and did it again. And it was just, you know, seeing that, like, right now is probably the only time where you're going to see that again. Like, you know, Disneyland's, like, I think they they closed. Is that right? They're, they're yeah, shut they, right now? Yeah, they, they closed. And, uh, but, I you know, you've got friends, I'm sure, and I, I have friends that live in New York. Uh, they'll be posting pictures or there's that picture of Atlanta that is straight out of, Oh, out of the walking dead created for walking dead. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or here in, uh, down in Florida, the governor wasn't closing the beaches and there was all the talk about him, you know, him being like the mayor from jaws from jaws. Yeah. And a lot of the TV networks around here, I didn't really find out until I actually looked for it because I don't watch network TV. Mm. Uh, they were one of the channels was live streaming Paris and Florida Beach at the same time. Mm. And Paris was ghost town, nothing. And then mm. there's all these Americans frolicking and rubbing all over each other and sharing bodily fluids and. Like, well, that's gonna. They're all gonna go back to wherever they came from. And the numbers are gonna spike like a motherfucker. Yeah, well, we had the same thing with Bondi, like you know, like the Australian beach allegedly. Um, you know, they showed they showed pictures of the beaches here in Melbourne, and they were empty. You know, because fucking no one's going to the beach. And they showed Bondi, and Bondi was still full of people, but they were all tourists. They were all idiot tourists. Um, you know, out there rolling around. I'm just like, going, these people are eventually going to have to go home. And there's a good chance that when they go home, they're going to, you know, restart a lot of this stuff. It's going to take a long time for it to go away. Hopefully the rebuilding is stronger and better. Uh, hopefully there is rebuilding. I honestly think that the the class consciousness that we talked about, people are sort of seeing what a general strike could do. Yes. And I, I still would probably be called an optimist, even if I don't always have a reason to be. Is the hopeless romantic in me, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I'm not doom and gloom yet. It's fucking scary. And then I, it's. Oh, shit. It's scary. But, it, you know, it's not the end of the world. It, it legitimately is not the end of the world. I think, you know, look, we were laughing at it right when we were talking at the start. You know, the Australians are just like, oh, fuck it. We'll get by. 
Um, as we will get through this, as a species, we will get through. We will hopefully learn lessons and we will take from it what we will. We won't get back to the way it was before. That's never going to happen, right? It'll, the same way it's never going to happen that we'll get back to the way it was before 9-11 or before World War Two, or, you know, any major event that you want to talk about, right? The world will not return. It doesn't go backwards. It only goes forwards. But I think we uh, will get through. You know, we'll, we'll come out the other side and eventually there'll be a new normal. Hopefully it won't be living in a cage underground, eating spiders. Yeah, getting volunteered to go outside. I will not volunteer to go. Do not shoot right? me out of a cannon into a 1996 mental hospital. No, no. Don't actually don't shoot me into the nineties at all. <laughs> all right. I don't, I have no wish, want or need to be shot into the nineties. Okay. Just thanks very much. I was there when it was the nineties. It wasn't that great. Um, happy where I am right now. Thanks. We can't change it. It already happened. Listen to the scientists. Yep. Before we go, you need to pimp some of your your cool shit, man, as is tradition. You've got something going on and you got something well, you got two somethings going on right now. Two somethings going. I have got two somethings. So the the promo that you played earlier, which I appreciate very much, is for Gangs of Hollywood Podcast. That's my new podcast, which comes out fortnightly. Um, and obviously recorded an episode with yourself, and I'm looking forward to that one coming out. Um, and that is about gangs and gangsters and mobsters and yakuza and all those type of movies. And like I said, I'm I'm really enjoying um talking about that. And that as I said, the first episode only came out a week ago and it's had a pretty good response. I'm quite happy about it. And then we've got my other existing project, which is uh, Witch versus the Doomsday Clock, and um, that is that happens on the alternate alternate fortnight, I should say. And weirdly enough, that's about a man living in a bunker in the future, just trying to survive and keep himself busy. Oddly poignant for this time. Um, and and people traveling in time. Yeah, using the time hook, using the tunnel, all sorts of various ways to drag him in. And Darren's been dragged in uh, quite a bit. You actually came in just recently to talk about The Hills Have Eyes. That was a fucking blast, man. It was. It was great fun, great fun. So, you know, those those two are going, as I said, they work on alternate fortnights. Uh, so you're having a great time with that. And uh, I've got plenty of time on my hands. So if you need an Australian handbag to come on your show and just talk crap, I'm your man. Always a pleasure, dude. Thank you for your time. I know we've got more on our hands, but it's still a sacrifice to set aside the time and have some conversation. Yeah, uh, listen to the scientists. Don't forget to duck and cover. See you next time.
enjoyed this show, then make sure you check out the other great shows on the Legion Podcast Network, like Cinema PsyOps, Cinema Beef, Devour the Podcasts, Duncan and Bo Come Correct, Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast, Friday the 13th, Get Slayed, The Hell Ming Power Hour, Hello, This is the Doom Show, Hero Hero Ghost Show, Kill the Cast, Underwater Kaiju from Outer Space, Jerry Hates Action, Legion After Dark, Mental Health, Obsessive Cinema, Discourse, Pick 6 Movies, The Podcast by the Cemetery, The Podcast on Haunted Hill, The Psycho-Semantic Podcast, Rick Radio, House of Wax, Dude Looks Like the 80s, Rabbit and Red Radio, The Shadecast, Short Bus Cinema, Two Drink Minimum Commentaries, The VD Clinic, Who Will Survive Horror Podcast, and Which Versus the Doomsday Clock. With such a widespread of shows, there is guaranteed to be a niche for you to fall in love with. Horror, politics, movies, books, sex, music, commentaries, health, video games, kaiju, action, news, comedy, and opinions that would most likely get you killed in some parts of the world. We are proud to bring you some of the best podcasting in the world. Check us out at www.legionpodcast.com, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and any other dark corner of the internet where podcasts can be found.